Buzzards. This is Macy. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. We haven't said that in a while, guys. No, we haven't. That feels so good. We took a break. <laughs> I think it's been three weeks. Yes, a much longer break than we thought. <laughs> so I told Tyler that this would be good practice for the future. Because now we know that after the holidays, you don't want to do shit. Yeah, no, you really don't. <laughs> you don't want to do anything. You really don't. Yeah, that was really the problem. So we're coming at you for January with conspiracy theories, <laughs> finally. It'll be a little bit of a shorter month, as you've noticed. <laughs> Halfway through the month, and we are starting with our first episode. Yeah, we were going to start a week earlier, and then we were just like, we'll just split the two minis and push it a week. And, and then, so sorry. We love you. <laughs> we love you guys, but goddamn, December was a busy month. It was so busy. <laughs> All of like Christmas and then New Year's is just a mess. Oh, it really so, was. and then like immediately when I got back to work, everything was fucking busy. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Yeah, it was so. So, what are we drinking today, Nicole? Uh, we are drinking a delicious wine that you picked out called I'm Ravage. Yeah, Ravage. The more, the longer I look at the drawing on this label, the more cool it gets. I is think. it it's like a a night right yeah they're jousting oh cool yeah i, didn't look I, that like, hard. I just realized what it is and he, one of them's getting knocked off the horse oh really i'll yeah. have to look at that when we're done it's really cool because i didn't look at it i just saw the name i was like cool ravage <laughs> so it's a, a cabernet sauvignon cabernet sauvignon <laughs> i make so many people cringe when i do that and i know it <laughs> <laughs> it is from california and it's dark rich full-bodied wine Let's see. It has layers of dark berry, luscious vanilla, and hints of mocha. Ooh, mocha. Mocha. I don't taste mocha. I just taste alcohol. (laughs) But (laughs) it says it pairs perfectly with grilled steak, barbecue ribs, or just for sipping on its own. (laughs) Oh, well, too bad we don't have any ribs. I would love some ribs right now. Okay, I'm going to try this again. the things I would do for steak right now. Yo, Hell yeah. yeah. I told you, I was like, we're going to come over after we eat. And then I sent you that text and looked at Ryan and went, what the hell are we doing for dinner? I was <laughs> eating a, like a leftover piece of pizza when you got here. And Tyler hasn't eaten anything. So. We, we literally stopped on the way. I got Panera and he got Burger King and we ate our food in the car. That's so funny. I told Tyler the other day, like, I was like, I don't really want fast food, but I won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. I'm trying to be better about <laughs> fighting my constant urge to eat snacks. Oh, I know. So anyway, we I feel like we I just feel like we haven't done this in so long. I know. It was so cool. We missed you guys. I know. Um, what you guys been up to? Yeah. Tell us. How are your Christmases? Yeah. So far away ago. How did you like the minis? Because my mom was <laughs> Mama V. She was like. I just listened to the one about the trunk murders. <laughs> and wow, that guy is fucked. <laughs> and I was like, yep, yep, he was. Yes, yes he is. Yes, he, yeah, he was. And she, and she was like, and Nicole thought it was about cars. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> and she's like, I didn't get that. I thought it was trunk, like actual, tr- like a trunk. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> My ass was like, that's a car. Wait, she's not. How did the car get in the apartment? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make <laughs> any sense <laughs> so all right but yeah so macy what are we talking about today <gasps> okay guys our first conspiracy our theory. first conspiracy well it's gonna be like 10 conspiracy theories <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot of conspiracy theories um we are talking about the death of marilyn monroe Ooh. <laughs> yeah so this was really interesting i didn't know a whole lot about her life i'm gonna talk about her life and then how she passed away and then we're gonna talk about the various conspiracy theories 
Okay. There are, and there are a million. So if I forgot any, I'm sorry. These are just the ones that I found a lot of information <laughs> about. Um, they were the most popular. They were the most <laughs> popular. So they're, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's about eight of them that I wrote down and ha that have serious notes. I'm eight. looking right now. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to talk about them. Okay. So Marilyn Monroe was born June 1st of 1926, and her real name was Norma Jean Mortensen. See, okay, I watched that show called Smash. Smash! Where they do the whole musical about Marilyn Monroe's life, and I can just, like, I hear literally songs right oh, now. Oh, do you really? <laughs> That's so cool. Maybe I'll put in clips. <laughs> there, there's one song where they're like, Norma Jean's gone. Because <laughs> so, it's, like, about her becoming Marilyn. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I knew that she had another name, but I also heard that it was, like, Norma Jean Baker, too. Um, really? Because Baker was her mother's name. Oh, okay. And, like, her dad wasn't even really in the picture. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe she changed it eventually to Baker or something like That's that. But I saw Norma Jean Mortensen and Norma Jean Baker eventually as Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> so don't even worry about that name. Cool. Um, and she was actually born in Los Angeles, oh. which I didn't know. That was kind of cool. Um. Her mother was, like, said to be kind of emotionally unstable and was in and out of mental institutions and had a lot of problems. Um, and her, like I said, her dad was out of the picture. She, like, did not know who he was. Oh. Um, he was that far out. <laughs> yeah. So she was raised by 12 separate foster families and an orphanage at some point. Twelve? Mm-hmm. My Lord. She is said in these institutions to have um, endured a lot of sexual assault. Oh, um, no. And was like, she said she was raped at age 11 in one of these oh. places. Um, but in 1937, um, Grace and Doc Goddard, who were family friends, took her in. And her mother would pay them $25 a week to take care of her. A week? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, back then, that was a lot of money. I was going to say, times are so much yeah. different. <laughs> um, the couple was like super religious. They believed in like fundamentalist religious doctrines, which is like very strict to the yeah. Bible. Um, and they like banned a lot of activities. She couldn't go to the movies. She couldn't do like normal things that normal teenage girls want to do. Can't go to the movies. Um, I go insane. I know, but eventually, <laughs> I say, well, we're stuck in quarantine and all the movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but eventually, Doc Goddard um got a job that transferred him to the East Coast, and they couldn't take care of her, so they just left her there. They couldn't just bring her. No, they said they couldn't afford it. I know it's crazy. Um, oh my god, she's like a child with almost nothing to her name, and you can't bring her. That's so shitty. I know. <laughs> and uh, so she drops out of she drops out of high school at the age of fifteen, and in 1942, um, she married Jimmy Doherty. She was sixteen when they got married, and um, he was a merchant marine. Ooh. But I saw that they also met at like they worked at like a some sort of factory together. Um, I think like making planes or something like something crazy oh, like that. Cool. And so, um, that's where they met. And I also, and then I also read that he was her neighbor. So who knows, but she <laughs> married him. Um, and then he ends up getting sent to the South Pacific and she's like alone, oh. but they're married, but, but he's like a Marine. But so yeah, he's deployed. Yeah. So he's deployed to South, the South Pacific. Um, and oh, the munitions factory. I did put it in here. <laughs> um, this is when um, she's working at this munitions factory um, that's also in California. And this is where a photographer discovers her. Um, and she begins modeling in 1944. Um, 
by the time Jimmy returns from the South Pacific in September of 1946, Marilyn is already a really successful model. Um, wow. And she is signed um, with 20th Century Fox um, with a very short contract in 1946. Um, and I want to say that at the time that she's modeling, she does like a lot of nude photo okay. shoots and things. It's like she became very famous that way. Mm-hmm. More power to you. Do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so when she gets this contract in um, with 20th Century Fox in 1946, this is when she adopts the Marilyn Monroe persona mm-hmm. and is no longer Norma Jean Mortensen Baker. Okay. Whatever. Um, and this is when she dyes her hair blonde and becomes the blonde bombshell we know today. Does it say how she got, like, how she came up with the name Marilyn Monroe? I didn't read that anywhere, okay. um, but I wasn't looking for that. So if somebody <laughs> yeah. knows, I say it's tell prob- me. It's probably out there somewhere. It probably wouldn't come up in, like, what you were searching for. I was just always curious about that. I never thought, like, how do you go from Norma Jean to Marilyn Monroe? Where do you there are that? people, like, I know with, like, stage names and stuff like that, people yeah. think about that shit. Like, they have, like, in-depth conversations about who they want to be, who they want this persona to, like, yeah. exemplify, like, stuff like that. So it's possible she had been thinking about that for a long time mm-hmm. and maybe wanted to change her name to Marilyn, thought it was nicer or something like that. But, mm-hmm. guys, if you know, tell me. All right. <laughs> I did not search that I'd hard. I'd be really interested to know. Um, <laughs> I was like, I just don't know anything about this woman other than the fact that her death was kind of a mystery. Yeah. So I need to give some context. Uh-huh. Um, so she has a few small roles during this time, um, but she ev- eventually goes back to modeling because there's not really – She's not really getting any of the work that she wants. Mm-hmm. And this is when she po- poses for a nude calendar. Um, it's in 1949, and it's, like, a famous – it's, like, got a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, so in 1950, she had small parts in the movies Asphalt Jungle and All About Eve. She played mistresses in both movies. Mm-hmm. Um, audience took notice of her. This is the first time they're noticing, like I said, the blonde bombshell. Yeah. And – um, she receives a new contract at this time from 20th Century Fox. Um, so she does Love Nest in 1951, Monkey Business in 1952, and Niagara in 1953. And these are the movies that really start off her career. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gained international fame with performances in Gentlemen's, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, and that was made in 1953, and How to Marry a Millionaire, that was in 1953 as well. And there's no business like show business, and that is 1954. A lot of movies. There's no business like show business. I love it. Um, (laughs) And then she got a role in 1955 in the movie The Seven-Year Itch, and this is where she really got to um, showcase her comedic skills. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the movie that features her with, like, the subway going underneath and her Oh, and her skirt flies up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the movie that's in. But it is, I guess, kind of rumored that, or not really rumored, people knew about a lot of, a lot of it. But um, <laughs> she was really insecure about her acting abilities and would, like, make, like, the the directors and stuff go back and, and back again and back again until she thought it was perfect. She wouldn't, like just let them continue with the shoot um she had like really bad pre-performance anxiety which like made her physically ill um and she would be late to film sets 
all the time. And this really frustrated her co-stars and the crew of the movie, obviously. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep talking about this because now, okay, I never knew much about Marilyn's early life. Yeah. I hate to say it, but now that I'm hearing certain things, I'm connecting them to, like, literally just individual lines of some of the music that's in the show Smash. And it talks about, like, there's one song, there's one song that, like, he's supposed to be a producer, and he sings it about the fact, like, that she's a pa- basically a pain in the ass, and he can't stand her. And he's, like, at one point, he literally says, one line an hour is all she'll say, is one of the lines yeah, of the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. And now that makes so much more sense. Apparently, <laughs> apparently this, like, anxiety was, like, debilitating. Yeah. It was so bad. Um, and she married um, baseball star Joe DiMaggio. Yes, she did. In 1954. <laughs> that part I did know. <laughs> and they got divorced after nine months. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's after this that she goes to New York City. This is in 1955. She goes to um, New York City to study with Lee Strasberg, um, who is, I guess, a famous acting person in the city. Um, and this, like, this tutelage from Lee Strasberg really helps her with her next performance in her movie Bus Stop, which was made in 1956. Mm-hmm. And she said she was she went to New York City to study with him because she was tired of the bubbly dumb blonde, dumb blonde roles. Yep. Um so after the, this is when she meets Arthur Miller, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because I've done the opera of The Crucible. So anyway, if you didn't know, he wrote The Crucible, <laughs> the play of The Crucible. Um and they get married on June 29th, 1956, but it's so interesting because I guess they kind of met while she was married to Joe DiMaggio, and there was, like, r- a rumored affair there Ooh. happening even when she was still married. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, Arthur Miller, get it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, I don't know. You look at the pictures of them getting married, and it's just, like, a strange couple. Really? It's a really weird couple. I'm um, going to have to look at those pictures. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and find it right now. Um, so when she's married to Arthur Miller, she has two miscarriages oh. and an ectopic pregnancy, which caused a lot of tension in their marriage. I'm sorry, a what? Tension? No. An oh. ectopic pregnancy? What um, does that mean? I've personally never heard that. I know. Please don't make fun of me, people. No, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm already in my phone, so let me look it up. Ectopic pregnancy is a pregnancy in which the fertilized egg implants outside the uterus, oh, and no. it can't survive outside the uterus, and it can damage your organs. Ooh. And you can, like, basically, it'll try and, like, your, your pregnancy will try to happen in your fallopian tube, and it can, like, burst, and you can die. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's scary as hell. So that's really sad. Hang that's on, I'm going to look at That's really Arthur. sad, and that's really scary. And I know, okay, I just, I will take this moment to just point out, um, I don't, Weird. I know you don't really follow, and that's why we drink, because. I kind of follow them. You're, you're kind of getting more into them now, because. Yeah, I was like a morbid girl first. I talk first. about them literally all the time. <laughs> I was a morbid girl first, definitely. <laughs> but, um, I have to say, I just need to give the shout out, because we're talking about it, Christine, who is one of the hosts, she came out uh, around New Year's and said that throughout 2019 or 2020 she had three miscarriages oh and one oh of my them, god yes i saw that she post. said one of them was christmas day and it just like it broke my heart and oh. she is such a strong person for just being able to come out and talk about that and just like it, it was just like it was heartbreaking to read but like you could almost feel how strong she was in like getting through it yeah. just by like the way she talked about it and it was just like she's such a 
cool person and like, i love and that's you. why we drink and like just like props to her for being able to like keep going and because like because that could like debilitate you literally until she posted that i would have had no idea oh it yeah didn't affect their episodes it didn't change anything oh. and like so she's a strong ass fucking woman and yes. props to goddamn her for that because that is not an easy thing no to go definitely not She's looking at the picture of Arthur Miller. And <laughs> isn't it a weird couple? It kind of is. She almost looks like she's just like posing for a picture and he's just creepily watching her in the back. I think it's so cute though that like this beautiful like bombshell of a woman like fell in love with this man for his brain. Just such an average man. Like she just fell in love with his brain. I love it. Um, I don't know. Um. So yeah. Any. I he mean. Really it is. It's, it's interesting to see those images. It's it, a very odd couple, it's but it's weirdly cute. Yeah. And poor them because they had a lot of problems Ooh. with having babies, and that really sucked. Um, and so the movies she made before her death were Some Like It Hot in 1959, Let's Make Love in 1960, um, and The Misfits, which was in 1961. Um, and, like, let's – I think yeah let's make love and misfits were like box office flop flops they were Ooh. bad um I was gonna say, i've never heard of them <laughs> yeah and so like all this stuff is happening in her personal life and then all of this stuff is happening too yeah. like it was a lot and she already like That's you know heavy. she's already predisposed to having mental problems because of her mother yeah so like you know she had a hard life she's going through a time um <laughs> the misfits which was like i said was in 1961 was actually written by arthur miller and oh, written okay. for her um really yeah and but when it premiered on um january 20th of 1961 they had been divorced for a week oh they like let the the press for the movie kind of overshadow their yeah. divorce and kind of kept it quiet oh that's kind of smart <laughs> yeah um sad but smart <laughs> and she like and w one kind of cool interesting fact that i just kind of threw in here i didn't really know where to throw it but here it is mm -hmm. um her, over time, over her whole career, her movies grossed more than $200 million. Wow. Yeah, she was really popular. That's crazy. Um, So on May 19th of 1962, we have the famous happy birthday, Mr. President, <laughs> um, at uh, JF, JFK's 45th birthday <laughs> celebration. I made such interesting eye contact with you <laughs> while you sang that. <laughs> but I don't know if I did it half as good as her. She probably sang it higher than me. Um, so this his 45th birthday celebration was at Madison Square Garden. And she was there. And I actually have a picture that I'm going to put up of her, JFK, and RFK. Can you imagine being so famous your birthday party is at Madison Square Garden? Um, no. <laughs> my birthday party was in my pajamas. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and there were always kind of rumors that um, there was an affair going on between um, John F. Kennedy and Marilyn and or Bobby Kennedy. God. There's, there's a lot of affairs and i just feel like it's because she was so beautiful like how could she not be yeah. sleeping with these men basically but like, it was like all of these men are definitely sleeping they're with definitely her. sleeping with her but i don't know i don't know um so after this meeting with the president she becomes like overcome with her depression and becomes un in sorry i can't read my own notes and becomes like under constant care 
of a psychiatrist always has a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. um and she's becoming more increasingly erratic and eventually becomes like a recluse like just lives in her house nobody sees her nobody knows what's happening that's so weird um there is another movie in here that does like the the production gets halted and she gets fired from the film and I'm going to talk about that a little more in the conspiracy theories. I um, do remember who, the one that she gets fired from. There, yeah, and she does have some litigation with them. They, like, sue her over lost wages and stuff like that. So I'll talk about that. But I, I kind of wanted to talk about it during the actual conspiracy theories. Okay. Because it seemed relevant. Um, so on in the early morning hours, 3 a.m. to be exact, of August 5th, 1962, Eunice Murray, who was um, Monroe's housekeeper, noticed that there was a light on in Marilyn's room. Um, she went up to Marilyn's room, knocked on the door, but it was locked, and she kept calling for her, but nobody was answering. Um, not on the phone, calling her like, like Marilyn! <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> if that's not, you know. Buzzing her cell phone. <laughs> yeah, buzzing her cell phone, giving her a page. Um, so Eunice ends up calling Dr. Ralph Greenson, who is Monroe's psychiatrist. Um, and he comes over, no one's answering, door is still locked, so he ends up breaking a window to get into her bedroom. And this is when she's found dead in her L.A. home. And she actually hadn't had this house for very long. I forget how long they said, but it wasn't long. And she had, like, almost no furniture, like, very new to this house. And you can, like, like, her room is all in disarray. Like, I I mean, I have pictures of the crime scene. Okay. So, crime scene. I don't know if it's a crime scene. But (laughs) possible crime scene. Um, And she was 36 years old when she died. So, Dr. Greenson calls a man. And, excuse me, his name is funny. So don't blame me. Blame his parents. His name is Dr. Hyman Engelberg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so they notice that there are all of these pill bottles mm-hmm. kind of everywhere. And so Engelberg's name is on the prescription bottles. And uh-huh. so that's why Greenson calls him. Okay. Um, and he pronounces her dead in the home. Um, the police were called around... 420 this is very weird right yeah she dies at 3 a.m or like they get they notice at 3 a.m that there's a problem but they don't call the police for another hour and 20 minutes i mean i know it took time for greenson to get over and break in and also for Engelberg but to like come you over think the second they found her dead they or unresponsive yeah they would have called 911 yeah not called her doctor yeah i, I don't know it's fishy see this weird yeah um and then they uh, they shor- they arrive shortly after and find her body. She was lying, completely nude, face down on her bed, um, with a telephone receiver in one hand, and like I said, there were empty prescription bottles strewn all over the room, and it was the medicine for her depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a couple of things that said it was a this pill, this pill, this pill, but I I yeah. thought I thought it was Nembutal. That was the one I saw most often. Okay. Um, so her autopsy revealed that she had lethal doses of sedatives in her system. Mm. And investigators concluded that she had been dead six to eight hours before she was found. So she died in the really early morning hours of the 5th. 
Yeah. Like possibly even like late in the, on the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the police conclusion. This is a quote from the report caused by a self-administered overdose of sedative drugs and that the mode of death is probable suicide. Friends, though, so friends and family, mostly friends, yeah. um, maintained that they believed her death was purely accidental. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Rolf Greenson um, had received a call from Marilyn at 5.15 p.m. on the 4th. He spoke to her for over an hour, and she complained that she couldn't sleep. Um, and he told her to go for a ride to, like, the beach or something. And he also told her that the housekeeper should stay the night with her. Uh-huh. Um, she also received a call from Peter Lawford, who was one of um, – he's from the Rat Pack. And it's, like, a bunch of men during uh-huh. this time <laughs> yeah. who were, like, really famous. Yep. Um, and sh- <laughs> this was um, the Kennedy's brother-in-law. Their sister was married to Peter Lawford. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it is, because it comes up again. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, the whole thing's very strange. Um, he called her because he wanted her to attend a party that he was holding that night. Um, oh, okay. And she told him no. And this is what he says that she said to him on the phone. Okay. Say goodbye to Pat. Say goodbye to the president. And say goodbye to yourself, because you're a nice guy. What? Yeah. Very weird. Um, that immediately I would have been like, what's wrong? Lawford said that she sounded drugged. Um, and, so, and so he tried to get in touch with Dr. Greenson, but he couldn't. Um, so he ends up calling Milton Rudin, who is Marilyn's attorney or was Marilyn's attorney. Um, and he receives a, a concerned call from Lawford um, saying that Marilyn doesn't sound herself. And he also, um, Milton at this time calls the housekeeper. And the housekeeper says that everything's quiet. It seems fine. She hasn't come out of her room. <laughs> but nobody has gone to check on her. I was going to say, is anybody actually checking no. this? Like, not just being um, like, no, she's just sleeping. It's ex- fine. Exactly. <laughs> and Milton <laughs> Rudin actually said that he had spoken with her that day. Um, and she was scheduled to go to his, and this is what I'm, this is kind of what I'm going to talk about. She was scheduled to go to his office on Monday um, because she had been fired from production of Something's Gotta Give. Um, and her co-star Dean Martin of this movie refused to do the movie without her after she was fired. And so the production was shelved. Um, but 20th Century Fox, because they were, they changed to 20th Century Fox by then, sued her, um, for, for half a million dollars and claimed that she had refused to report for work, um, and it was costing them about $2 million in delays. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) Monroe claimed that she was ill and was not able to attend work. Um, but she wanted to work out a settlement with the studio so that they could get the movie back into production and it wouldn't yeah. be shelved anymore. So that seems weird, right? Yeah. Who would kill themselves that had an appointment on Monday morning? Yeah, like most people, when they have these thoughts, they don't. You don't pre-plan things like that no. because you don't want to have that in the future. Yeah, you don't want to be leaving anybody hanging, yeah. waiting for you. Um, and then her friend, Pat Newcomb, said that she had spent the evening with Marilyn, that they had had dinner at her house, and she had left around 7 p.m., and everything seemed fine. Um, but 
funny thing, Eunice Murray, who is her housekeeper, there's a lot of names, later claimed that Bobby Kennedy visited Marilyn on the night of her death. He vehemently denies this. Even though there's kind of evidence that he was at her house. Really? Yeah. People, like, said that they saw him go in. Like, other people, not just Eunice. Yeah. So, it's weird. So, that is a little bit about Marilyn's life and her death. Um, Like I said, fishy. Weird. It's just kind of strange. <laughs> I'm ready to dive. We're gonna. So here, theory. here are like the eight conspiracy theories. Hang I'm, on. I'm so ready. I'm, gonna <laughs> take... just, I'm already sitting here like, oh, there's something so wrong with this. And it's like I said before, I it's so weird because I've known so much about this and I always knew she was a conspiracy theory, but I never just took this deep dive into it. And this is interesting as hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it took me a little bit because once I got, I told you this. Like once I got to her death and the conspiracy theories, I was like, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Whoa. But like when I was first like researching about her life, I was like, oh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm like, let's, let's <laughs> yeah, she did movies yeah. and, da, 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 da. and she got married like a bunch of times. So like, but the conspiracy theories are interesting and there are so many. So if I missed any, it wasn't out of lack of trying. <laughs> um, there is just a lot. <laughs> there's like really, conf- they're all really confusing. Um, so Philip, Philippi, I think his name is, Philippi Mora, um, he's an Australian filmmaker. In 2007, he says that he found a partially redacted FBI document that says that the Kennedys had a part in her death. Um, what? <laughs> this document says that Bobby Kennedy may have been involved in a, pl- in a plot to induce her suicide. There's also another there's also another one that says that John was involved in this. So like it's the same plot. Yeah. But with two different, different men. people. <laughs> um, That's weird. But this particular document said that Bobby Kennedy was involved. Um both brothers, like I said, were rumored to be having affairs with her. Hmm. Um and this document also implicated Peter Lawford, their brother-in-law, um Monroe's psychiatrist Dr. Greenson, mm-hmm. and her housekeeper, Eunice, Mir- Eunice Murray, as well as her friend, Pat Newcomb. Like, it all involved them. Yeah. Um, this file also claims that Monroe threatened to reveal the nature, nature of her relationships with the, guy, with the men. Um, and she was also seen as a liability to their careers because she, I guess, kept very detailed notes about highly confidential government information like like that's just casual what she had like a little red book where apparently she did all of this what is she in the mafia now? i don't little red book? well okay we're gonna talk about it <laughs> oh, there's a mafia thing on. <laughs> um monroe had always struggled with drug and alcohol drug and alcohol abuse um and i guess i hadn't read about this any other place but in this conspiracy conspiracy theory they said that she had often sought attention by saying she was going to commit suicide. And so um, she was given the means to buy the Kennedys, one or the other, to to commit suicide, quote-unquote. Yeah. But then was left to die. So, like, they gave her a barbiturate, and she was like, I'm going to commit suicide. That's what they're saying in this deal. Oh, my God. And they gave her the means to do it, and then they just left her there. That... And that's kind of the story for both men. 
um, that they both that one or one or the other or both had something to do with her murder or her death. Who knows if it's murder? Because technically, it is still classified as a suicide. Which uh, we're going to talk about that too. (laughs) (laughs) So there is also a mafia conspiracy theory. (laughs) There are two versions. Ooh, okay. One involves the Kennedys. One does. One involves the Kennedys directly, and one involves them indirectly. Um, so this man named Bernard Spindle, who apparently was like this really famous wiretapper. That's a really um, cool name. Yeah, Bernard Spindle. <laughs> um, he had bugged Monroe's home. What? On the on, uh, possibly on the orders of Jimmy Hoffa and Sam Giancana. Um, Jimmy Hoffa was a neighbor, a, a labor union, the American labor union leader, who is apparently very corrupt. Well, yeah, I was going to say Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Holy shit. And then Sam Gianca was a Chicago mafia boss. I just got to say, why the hell would Jimmy Hoffa want to bug Marilyn Monroe's house? Yeah, right. I was going to say, I know you got an answer for this. Um, <laughs> so in his, when he was talk, spoken to about this, um, he said... That he saw Bobby Kennedy go into his house. And he had audio that Bobby Kennedy was in her house. Um, but he, Bobby <laughs> claimed that he was in San Francisco at the time. Um, Spindle claimed that he heard Bobby and Marilyn fighting and that Peter Lawford was also present at the time. He heard a loud bang and... But guess what? These records were see were seized and destroyed in 1966. So how will we ever know? So that's the kind of Kennedy version where maybe it was an accident, you know. I don't. Yeah. But the mafia had something to do with the wiretapping of her house. Um, but I still find that really, really bizarre. Yeah. Um, but there's also this version where um they talk about Sam Giancana like very specifically. That he wanted Monroe dead. Um, she was having an affair with one of his, like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, henchmen. Um, <laughs> I named, just had flashbacks to Kim Possible. Thank you. Oh, that. my gosh. Um, uh, and his, the, the man she was having an affair with. Oh, she's having an affair with everybody. His name um, was Johnny Rosselli. Um, and she was threatening to blow the lid off their op- off the operations of the mob. Um, okay. And this I'm is. Sorry. I just need to say, the women never knew anything. No, it doesn't seem like she knows anything. Mafia, girlfriends, wives, anything. They were not told anything. Well, here's the thing. There is no way somebody would have just blurted out all of these mafia secrets to the famous Marilyn Monroe. I know. Well, mm. <laughs> this, is, this theory is... um. From a book called Marilyn at Rainbow's End, Sex, Lies, Murder, and the Great Cover-Ups by Darwin Porter. That is a title. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, he says in this book that Giancana, um, like, got Monroe her first contract. In return, she would seduce powerful men that he wanted to blackmail. So she, like, knew about his operations because she was being blackmailed by him. Okay. Um. And they also wanted the Kennedys, like, they were all up in their business. The Kennedys were all up in the mafia's business, and they did not want that. So, like, if they kill her, the Kennedys are out of our hair, and she doesn't, you know, yeah. and she doesn't blow the lid off our stuff. Yeah. So this, they said that, they say that they think 
that maybe the mafia, um, his like his men, not Sam Giancana, obviously. Yeah. But they murdered her, um, by chloroform, chloroforming her, stripping her, and then giving her a barbiturate enema, which I looked this up. It is a procedure in which liquid or gas is injected into the rectum, typically um, to expel its contents, but also to introduce drugs or permit x-ray imaging. So they wouldn't have even known. They're like the tiniest little pinprick. Oh, my God. In her butt. Oh. So, I mean. That, I mean. That seems weird, but possible. Yeah. We can talk about all of these. Yep. <laughs> um, fourth one. She knew too much about aliens. Yep, that's it. That's why Marilyn Monroe died. <laughs> okay. Guys, she, so, she broke into Area 51 and was like, fuck, man, aliens are real. Fuck, like, man. They were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this conspiracy theory says that Monroe was murdered by the CIA because she knew the truth about what happened in Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> I, there's a book about this. I'm not even kidding. There's a whole, somebody wrote a book about this? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I'm literally dying. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> so, um, Dr. Stephen Greer, um, and he actually, like, wrote this book and whatever, claims um, to have a classified CIA, CIA memo that was written just two days before Monroe died. Um, the memo mentions the 1947 Roswell UFO crash. And the memo also claims that JFK told Monroe about, quote, things from outer space at a secret air base. Um, and this is a quote from this article. Where did I, what article was it? I remember. Hi, Luna. <laughs> um, it's by www.express.co.uk. It's called Marilyn Monroe Murdered CIA Roswell UFO JFK Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a quote from it. We have a number of smoking gun documents, including a wiretap of Marilyn Monroe the day before she died, which has never been declassified. So if it's classified, if it's still classified, how do you have it? I don't get it. I was going to say, um, that makes literally no sense. <laughs> she was threatening to hold a press conference to tell the world what Jack Kenny Kennedy had told her during pillow talk and was having about having debris from an extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial, I can't talk, extraterrestrial vehicle at which the document calls a secret air base. She was murdered for this. All of these people claim to have these documents. and all Where are they? Show me the Can document. Can I see it? <laughs> it's like, okay, so yeah, you have this. You have a secret file. You just admitted you have a secret file. Why can't you just show it to us? Because it's not declassified. Really? And how do you have a de- <laughs> How do you have a classified document? I don't understand. <laughs> um, so aliens. The fifth one is that she's still alive. Um, so the theory is that Dr. Ralph Greenson staged her death. She'd be old as hell. I know. And committed <laughs> her to a, to a mental facility in New Brunswick, Canada. Um, and they said that she had had this breakdown because of all the threats on her life. But if <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't get it. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> These get weirder and weirder. <laughs> um, John Alexander, who is the author of Marilyn Monroe, Alive in 1984, um, says that Monroe was locked up at this facility for 20 years and never recognized. She's like the biggest star 
in America at the time yeah, and no one recognized her even in canada I and i said she got international fame i say literally they would have had to like shave her head give her a purple wig fucking give her botox never have her like, makeup on wear baggy clothes she would have like colored contacts glasses hats she would have yeah it's like, like what the fuck no, no. no. <laughs> um he, what's his name again Al- uh, john alexander baker who is the author of this book um says that he picked up a hitchhiker in 1984 who who claimed to be monroe he said in the car um they talked about her previous career as a movie star and he said that she really looked like her and had a very similar singing voice um but she was a homeless frightened paranoid schizophrenic kind of contradict each other he says that <laughs> he knows that this seems far-fetched but he believes it's true i don't know how good for him much i, I believe that <laughs> um so sixth one is that the sixth one is that she did commit suicide uh-huh. even though it looks like maybe it was accidental um so, like I said, she had suffered from anxiety and stage fright and with extreme imperfectionism. Yeah. Um, and she was typecast really early on um, as the dumb blonde. Yeah. She was deemed difficult to work with. Um, and like I said, she asked for retakes until she felt that her acting was perfect, which was terrible. <laughs> and I'm sure, because I mean, I know when you're honest when i mean i don't know about movie sets but i know about plays and operas and musicals and stuff when somebody is late when somebody is constantly making us go back it's frustrating um yeah she was always late like i said and then she depended on her like acting coaches like a lot like more than she probably should have um and but she tried to overcome her anxiety and and insomnia with alcohol and drugs and she often used barbiturates. Mm-hmm. She had three a- marriages ending in divorce. She was fighting with Fox about yeah. about this movie and wanting to have better roles and more compensation. Um, and when she was married to Arthur Miller, she was actually hospitalized for an accidental overdose. Oh. Like, right after she had lost one of her pregnancies. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my, my, the two different tones of my oh <laughs> oh oh um <laughs> so and and at some point she did spend some time in a psychiatric ward for her depression so i don't know is did she commit suicide it seems weird to me it's like it's possible but there's so there's all of these minute details that just make it weird so you're like that just doesn't make sense. doesn't make i don't think she would have committed suicide she was like the most famous person in you, the world and she was like and she was getting bigger she was getting more roles and, and they and like she was trying to fight with she was trying to fight with 20th century fox about like sexism and stuff in movies too yeah, and it's like and it's like why would somebody do that if they were going to kill themselves i say you, you it seems like too much effort on her part of life basically for somebody that's just gonna turn around and kill themselves yeah it seems it's uh, it just seems weird 
Um, the seventh one is that the, the again that the CIA did it. Um, um, that Marilyn's death was ordered by the CIA to get back at GF- JFK for the failed Bay of Pigs, which was the invasion of Cuba. Yeah. Um, there is an uh, another author, Matthew Smith, and he is the author of Victim: The Secret Tapes of Marilyn Monroe. He says that there are tapes that Marilyn made of conversations with her psychiatrist a week before her death that reveal that the CIA knew about her reported affair with mm-hmm. Robert F. Kennedy, and they killed her for revenge. To, like, get back at them for, like, this failed political attempt. But, mm, mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the last one... Which kind of seems like it could be to me, just hint, hint, nudge, nudge here. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- <laughs> is that her doctors covered it up, covered up her death. Um, d- 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 yep. There is a an author <laughs> named Donald, Donald Spoto, and he's the author of Marilyn Monroe: The Biography. He says that she did die from an accidental overdose, but. Um, Marilyn had apparently lied to her doctors about the amount of medication that was being prescribed to her. And so she accidentally overdosed on all the medication that they had prescribed. They thought they would get in trouble for this. And so they staged her death with the help of her um, housekeeper. That seems plausible to me. That seems... Honestly, like one of the most likely options out of everything you said. I, I definitely think it wasn't suicide. If anything, it was accidental o- overdose. Yeah. I definitely don't think that somebody that is planning to go to their lawyer's office on Monday morning just go up and commit suicide. Yeah, is literally fighting for her career. Yeah, fighting to be still in this movie. Yeah, and to like and to like, have better and to have better rights. She wanted to talk about compensation yeah. and, like, you know, sec- the sexism in the workplace. And, like, I don't feel like somebody who's trying to fight for those things would just up and commit suicide. It, but I do think that maybe she was trying to self-medicate and and did something accidentally. Especially because you said that she was found when there was all of those empty pill bottles. So it seems like she had almost like a collection like they just kept refilling it and she not realizing just, that she wasn't done with she them didn't or something need it. and so she had all of these extra pills and she's trying to, and she called her doctor the day she died and said i, I can't i can't sleep mm-hmm. and i know like mm, guys i have anxiety <laughs> <laughs> i know my anxiety pills make me tired yep and so sometimes like if i'm having really crazy rapid thoughts i'll take one so that my mind can s- sleep so i can Calm sleep down. yep so like i can I can see that. Yeah. Do I think she knew too much about aliens? No. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I don't know, man. It might have been E.T. himself. <laughs> he just came back. And was I like, don't know why. He was like, you know too much. Phone home and killed her. E.T. <laughs> e. e. phone home. Um, oh, my God. When his finger glows. And <laughs> no, I just don't. That doesn't seem real to me. That and just seems like such an extreme option. I just, and I really hate that the majority of these conspiracy theories are like, she was having an affair and she was going to blow the lid off of everything. I'm like, what the fuck? Stop pointing fingers at her. I mean, maybe they were having an affair, but like, and I guess there is evidence that maybe that was really happening. But there's no, 
I don't know. But I, like, even still, like I said with the mafia stuff, I just don't think it's possible for her to turn around and be like, I'm going to blow the lid off this big fucking mafia operation. There's no way in hell she knew enough to blow up a mafia operation. At most, she could have maybe gone to the FBI and been like, this guy says he's part of the mob. And they, like, would have worked with her to get more information. Yeah, I don't think, like... Yeah, she wouldn't have been able to just learn enough on her own to blow up the freaking mafia. Or to, like, blow up the Kennedy campaign. I mean, like, to be honest, like, I don't know, like... I don't know why you would hide... I mean, I know you're married, so, like, hiding an affair, if if they're both married, would be... You know, but I don't know if I feel like them being involved, the Kennedys specifically being involved in her murder would just make their career like if that got found out. Yeah. Would just make it worse to make their political careers just go up and smoke. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would they even want to be involved in like a coup? Exactly. To and like kill this woman. And on top of it, like, and it's funny because we were talking about this briefly before we recorded with Ryan. And he was like, well, you never know, like. The president could have hired the mafia, so it could have been a double team kind of thing. And it's like, even still, then you've got... Yeah, there is a theory that says that maybe that they hired somebody well, to do it. My thought my thought process with that would be, even if, say, JFK hired the mafia to kill Monroe, there's still right there, the mafia now has something over the president of the United fucking States. Yeah, why would like, you even put yourself in that situation? Say, for the president to do that, there is just far too much risk. Yeah. And so even though, yeah, they do things and they cover it up, whatever, that is just like, you just put the president under control of the mafia, basically. They call him up and say, you're going to do this, or and we're going to tell about Monroe. Y- yeah, so why just, would that even happen? That, to me, is too far-fetched. That I don't think could ever happen. Yeah, I really think that it was just... It was either just purely accidental, she did not intend for it to happen, and no one else was involved, or that her doctors, but, like, they found the prescription bottles. I know. So they knew that they prescribed her the medicine. And just to go jump back a little bit, you said that night there was a friend that had been over, right? Yeah, until, like, seven. And did you say they were drinking? No. I didn't say that. Okay. I don't I know if – I know that they had dinner, so maybe. So – It's possible that she had, could, could have had some alcohol. Exactly. So I think she could have been having dinner, have oh. a split a bottle of wine. I think – I understand how they would have made it look like she overdosed on the pills. Like, of course, there's a ton of pills there, and, like, they could get in trouble for prescribing her too much, right? Yeah. So maybe she didn't take all the pills. <clears throat> maybe she, like – had some alcohol and had too many of the pills and it made her be unresponsive. And then she did end up dying. Exactly. But then to make it look like she had overdosed, they like emptied them all out and flushed them or like, yeah, to make it look like she had (laughs) taken all the pills. That actually to me makes some of the most sense out of everything. Because they could get in trouble for prescribing her so much medicine. I mean, exactly. They They didn't know about it. Yeah. It's not entirely their fault, but they should also be checking and saying, hey, well, you know, we're going to refill this prescription. Do you need more? And, you know, yeah. she can, you can lie about that, obviously. But they could have just been not even asking. And just every month, yes, sign the slip. Yes, sign, sign, the slip, sign. sign, sign. Slip. Mm-hmm. And all sign of a sudden, she's line. got three months worth of pills. Hoarded up. She shouldn't have. 
and they find them near her dead body after she, you know, she's having a bad night, and instead of taking two, she takes four, but she's also had a bottle of wine, and, you know... I mean, they did find lethal (coughs) doses of stuff in in her system, so it's possible that she did take too much... Yeah. ...just to get to sleep, but then the doctors came in, and they were like, shit... We could get in trouble for prescribing her all this medicine. So they just dumped it. And, and on top of it, if she was on multiple things, you never know how something's going to mix. Exactly. So she could have drank, then mixed two or three or four medicines. Mm-hmm. And the combination of the medicines mixed with the alcohol, that right there could have killed her. Because that was, back then, they didn't really look into that kind of stuff that often they they didn't spend enough time worrying about how different pills reacted with no yeah and i mean i know like (laughs) my friend back home jordan she takes a lot of medications hi jordan hi jordan (laughs) and she talks all the time about how the doctors have to worry about the different medications she takes and they they spend a lot of time looking at each medication and trying to figure out how they're going to pair together and yeah we even talked about certain things we talked about this in, this in Andrea Yates, too. Yeah. About how they were, like, just give, like they said that they weren't looking at her medical records and, like, just giving her shit. And I was like, no, they have to look at your medical records. Yeah. They can't just prescribe you crap. Like, he wouldn't just, like, I mean, yes, it was the normal regiment, but, of course, he looked at her shit. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. So it's, uh, I, if I had to right now say, I had to, like, pick my position I would say accidental overdose covered up by the doctors. That, yeah. That's what, I mean, I I definitely think that accidental overdose has something to do with it. Yeah. I don't think that she committed suicide. Like, it just seems weird, especially that she had, like, appointments. But it does say that she said, say goodbye, say goodbye to Pat, say goodbye to this person and to yourself. Because you're, but she could have also just been, she could drugged have, out uh-huh. and not know what she was saying. See, she could have been, you know, out of her mind on pills. She could have, I mean, and she could have even maybe been going through that night. Maybe she had a conversation with her friend and was talking about the fact that maybe she was having an affair with one of them and was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to fight for my rights as a woman in Hollywood. I want to get myself back on this film. Maybe she wanted to turn things around and was like, Say bye because I'm kicking you out of my life, basically. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? It's, it's like there's so. I many just thought it was very strange that Peter Lawford was involved in so many of the conspiracies. Yeah. Like, I forget. I guess I kind of forget about the history of the Kennedys sometimes, and like how much they were a part of Hollywood because mm-hmm. he they were so young with everything. Yeah. So like. They like they the the Rat Pack the fucking Rat Pack yeah. and that's his bro- that's their brother-in-law like their sister married <laughs> a famous actor like but I don't know I just don't know why a famous actor would get himself involved in a fucking murder plot yeah and risk losing everything. everything yep it just like seems like a lot of these theories like these people have a lot to lose by being involved in these plots exactly and so I just I can't find them plausible I think that maybe the doctors panicked and yep. were like shit. She has too many medications. Like, we could get disbarred for this. Yeah. Or, that's lawyers. <laughs> lose our license. Lose our license. We could lose, lose our medical licenses. Yeah. We could lose our practices. Like, that seems more plausible than, to me than she knew about aliens. And or she knew, like, some yeah. mob boss. And they spent that 
hour and a half before they called the cops to report her death. And they spent it flushing pills down a toilet. That yeah. makes more sense to Because me. it, t- like, it took, they found, like, or so Eunice discovers that her door is locked at three. At some point, Greason com- Greenson comes. At some point, <laughs> what's his night name? Dr. Hyman Engelbert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't. Is that his name? Yes, it um, is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have my notes open right now because I'm done talking about them. Um, but, like, <laughs> it just seems like a long. I feel like if Marilyn had called, especially since they said she was almost under constant care of these people, that they would have been there fairly quickly. Yeah. If the housekeeper had called and said she's unresponsive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't get her to open the door. I can't. Sh- I don't hear anything. I need your help. It feels like they would have been, like, right there, right quick. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be dawdling. Uh-huh. And so, like, an hour and a half almost goes by, and no one's called the police? I know. And, like, and supposedly she got a call from Bobby Kennedy? No, the Robert, Ro- Robert, Robert. Lawford, or... The, bro- the brother-in-law of y- the Kennedys. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm so bad. No, there are so many names. I'm Peter s- Lawford. Peter yeah, Lawford. That's yeah, I'm name. also terrible with names. But supposedly the, the housemaid got a call from him and saying something was wrong. And she didn't even go check. She was just like, no, it's all quiet. Like that right there, I would be like, okay, well. Just but ha- she said it, something weird to me. You yeah, should so go like, knock on the door. You should go knock on the door. She doesn't go check. And then I mean, like, as far as I'm aware, and then guys, tell me if she did go check and I just didn't find that in my notes, true. please, because like I said, I would just think like, so say, I mean, say she doesn't check. So she gets this call, doesn't check on her. And then you go by at 3 a.m. Her lights on and she's unresponsive behind the door. You're not getting an answer. You're getting worried. My ass would be freaking out. I probably would have called the cops. Yeah, I wouldn't have called her doctor. I well, I might have, but my, the cops would have been my first call. Yeah, I would have called like, the cops, and then I would have called yeah, her psychiatrist. I like, look, like, I got a worrying message from a friend, and now she's not answering. She's locked in her room. I just need somebody to come over here, help me get in her room, because I'm really worried about her. Then I would have hung up, and I would have called her doctor and been like, I cannot get in her room. She's dead silent. Something's wrong. They Like, so it, one I of mean, her friends yeah. called, like, then have her psychiatrist come. Yeah. But the cops still would have been at her call. I wouldn't have been like, oh, maybe I should call her psychiatrist. Her room's kind of quiet and her light's on. It just, like, seems so nonchalant. Like, she wasn't worried, almost. Your cat is looking at me like I'm offending her with my loud voice. Oh. (laughs) Just, guys, so you know, this happened, like, at least, what, 20 minutes ago? Yeah. She and my cat just, like, climbed up on my lap when we were recording and then started sleeping. Um, I see you heard Macy go, hi, Luna. And about two seconds later, Luna was like, and your lap is my bed. And your lap is now my bed. Um, It's funny because your legs are not together and her ass is like falling. She does this. (laughs) She likes this. And I'll move her and she'll get mad and she'll try to bite me. So I'm just going to let her her chill out here. She is curled up like a little bean. Anyway, do you like listening us talk very loudly about Marilyn Monroe? I was going to say, I was talking loudly. I looked down and she was like. Her neck was craned all the way around, Excuse and her me. eyes were all squinty, and her ears were back. Like, you're freaking loud. Do you mind? I'm napping. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, she's so cute. She doesn't cuddle often, so when she does, you take advantage. <laughs> I know. Anyway, guys, so that's Marilyn Monroe. I was very interested. I was like, wow, this just seems weird. This yeah. seems she's laying naked, naked, naked. Yeah. In her bed. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't want somebody to find me naked if no. I w- committed suicide. Yeah. 
I wouldn't want anybody to see me naked. Like, so it just seems it just seems like it was by accident. And I'm like, I know way. it sounds terrible, but a lot of people, I know it's like a big thing when I hate to say that, but when people tend to commit suicide, a lot of people will dress up. They'll put on their favorite outfit, or they'll have on mm-hmm. their favorite shirt, or you know, it's. I just don't think naked, face down on the bed. I it just suicide is. She right has a phone me. receiver in her hand. Like she was about to call somebody. Maybe Maybe she she was about to call 911. I was going to say, maybe maybe she did have a couple drinks. She had some pills, and all of a sudden she's in her room getting ready for bed. She's she's like, like, shit, I don't feel good. Shit, I feel not right. Mm -hmm. Goes to crawl across the bed to try and get to the phone and just passes out, blacks out. And then is unresponsive and then dies. And doesn't wake up. And who knows? I mean, I think that these 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 conspiracy theories with the Kennedys, it's all very flowery. It's all very like I want somebody to be responsible for this. Yeah. You know, in no one wants their favorite, you know, Hollywood starlet to die. I know. But at the same time, it's it just such a sad way too. It, in such a sad way. It just doesn't feel like she committed suicide to me and it doesn't feel like these big wigs had anything to do with it maybe bobby kennedy was there maybe he tried to get into her room yeah maybe she was unresponsive then but he didn't want to get caught there like there's it's possible that he was there and that he did try to see her or he did see her yeah but it's i don't think that they had anything to do with her death it just doesn't seem like this this recording of him with Peter Lawford in her house, then there's the gunshot or like the big bang or whatever. Like there's okay, show me the evidence. Where yeah. I like but it's destroyed in nineteen sixty six. Like so how can you verify this? Like but it's like okay, if there's a gunshot, there's gonna be residue. Exactly. When you fire a gun No, she didn't have a gunshot. Like where would this gunshot comes come from? Out the front of the gun. So we're, there's going to be some kind of residue somewhere. There would have been residue on someone's hand. And I mean, even if it was like, they said it was a loud bang. So even if it could have been a gun, it could have been her hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. So like, and I guess that would be more plausible to me that like he, uh, he hit her or pushed her yeah, and like she hit her head on something, but then there would be evidence that she had hit in her, hit her head. Exactly. Or like that there was like, there, there's this loud bang, but like, where did it, go go what happened (laughs) like that's my thought and like you can't just say like oh bobby kennedy killed her and you also mentioned that this house was fairly new so it was kind of empty yeah she there was no furniture you think if a gun was fired in a practically empty room even though it says like her things were everywhere even like when they cleaned everything up you think eventually maybe they would have found some type of bullet hole whether Maybe he just fired it into the ceiling to get her to shut up. Yeah, maybe, maybe like he was, he tried to scare her and she fell yeah, and like and you know who knows what this loud have, bang quote unquote exactly. was. You have no idea. So it's like, uh-huh. I'm like, wow, thanks for having your shit destroyed in 1966. Now we'll never know, right? And hey, people that are claiming they have documents, show me them. I want to see. <laughs> Where is this redacted document? And show I, it to me. I say if. Even if, like, they're like, oh, it's redacted, but you can tell. And I'm like, okay, well, if I can tell, then show me. Yeah, I couldn't find them. Well, it's like, that's the thing. Do they exist? Were they ever even produced to the public? It's possible that they might have pictures of these documents in, like, the in the books and stuff. I didn't read any of these books. They were they were just mentioned in articles. Yeah. Um, so it's possible that maybe there's some pictures or something. Guys, let me know. Um, send me the pictures. I want to see them. But 
I couldn't find those documents. And if those, like, if those documents are real and they've been posted somewhere, like, sure as shit, they'd be all over the internet. Oh, yeah. It so, like... Been, it would have been a much bigger deal if yeah. you actually had those documents. Yeah, if you actually could prove to me that this was something. Like, I don't know. And, and stuff gets fucking faked all the time. I don't know. It yep. just seems to me... And you guys tell us what, what you guys think. Maybe... You know more about a theory than I did. Maybe. I mean, I thought I did a pretty good deep dive, but there were, like I said, there were a lot of theories about her death. And so I just, I just feel like it's yeah accidental no matter what, you know, either yeah. way, I feel like either it was an accident and she had taken all those pills or it was an accident and the doctors tried to cover it up. I don't know, man. I think E.T. did it. <laughs> E.T. Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. She knew too much about aliens, guys. <laughs> you said that one and I was like, what? Aliens. <laughs> man. No. <laughs> if you guys watch The Dead Files, I just watched a, an episode where, like, she said that, like, aliens were coming into this pe- person's house and, like, presenting themselves as ghosts. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, aliens. Okay. That's slightly terrifying actually. yeah i was like what the fuck um and my sister is like in like so terrified of fucking aliens so i was like <laughs> i was like that's scary hey man i was like you could have aliens in your house and you wouldn't even know i will say we are not alone no nah. they found they found too many planets out there that have similar ecosystems to ours and it's just like even if it's just a microscopic organism, there's other things living there's out there. There's definitely other things out there. And, like, the, our, the universe is so large, and we're not even, yeah. like, a tiny speck of it, so. Exactly. Like, there's, I mean, to say, are, are there other freaking human, like, people walking around on another planet? I don't think so. I'd probably, they'd probably develop to their own environment. Yeah, right, right, right. I'd still say that there's probably, there's. Like that Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries episode where everybody sees the same light. You remember yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely shit out there, man. Because that one took place in Massachusetts. Oh yeah, yeah. It was in the Berkshires. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I was like, I remember scrolling through the episodes when they first put out that those first six episodes, and I was like, it was like UFO in the Berkshires. It's like, huh? Wait, what? Um, <laughs> uh, excuse me. That's like an hour from my house. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I also know that those episodes, like they they shuffle them or something, because the first one I watched was not the, the first one. one. <laughs> was not the first one you watched, and I remembered the French episode. I was like, they were just talking in French, and I just was like. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. I want to be able to walk around my house and, like, do... Ow, Luna, see? Oh, she, uh, just, she just attacked me. She, like, looked up at your moving hand and was like, that looks like fun to eat. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ow. Um, <laughs> but, like, I couldn't wa- I I had to actually sit down and watch the French one. I couldn't, like, actually, like... Just, like, listen. I was like, I want to just listen to this. I don't want to have to, like, sit here and watch it. <laughs> but, you know, like, oh, say love me. Okay, please, come at us. I want to hear your theories your on this. thoughts yeah because um, i mean maybe i missed something i was gonna tell say, me i was say who knows maybe there's some buried reddit thread out there where people have talked about other possible theories and the internet gets deep so there's probably i'm afraid i'm afraid to read reddit for some of these things like i really want to have like facts i feel like i don't want to read somebody's (laughs) opinion about it and like then somebody come at me and be like fuck you like like if you deep dive into reddit it's just a lot of it's a lot of opinion based things so like it would be good for something like this where somebody's like well i I saw that they found these and maybe this happened so it's like that's a good theory Mm -hmm. but when it comes to 
evidence evidence <laughs> yeah I, like, I, I tried to find the conspiracy theories where it's like okay somebody <laughs> wrote about this in a book that was published yeah. <laughs> and like has a real face <laughs> and a name and like not an emoji the like top ones that are out there yeah there are i'm sure that there are many more oh, than probably the like 10 that i found <laughs> but they all had something to, a lot of them had to do with the kennedys <laughs> in some way shape or form so bizarre um, yeah. Seriously, guys, send us. Send yeah, us I want to know what your thoughts are. I want to know so bad. Because I'm just. Because. I'm confused. I will say it's the first time I've ever deep dived into Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was interesting, too, when they were very specific about how the mafia would have killed her. Yeah. With the chloroform and stripping her, like, to embarrass her, you know, like, but after her death, that oh, just seems like. Well, it's like. You're also stripping somebody to embarrass them who was a naked model. Yeah, she was a nude model. It was literally one of her first jobs as a model was to pose nude. So uh, it's for like, a calendar. Yeah. That picture is everywhere. How is stripping her naked going to embarrass her? Because that clearly doesn't bother her. You know, she's done it before. I mean, it's possible, you know, with the sexism and stuff that she's trying to move away yeah. from that sort of, you know, sexy kind of persona yeah but like that's what made her famous so i'm sure that she wasn't gonna de deviate too far that's from it so strange anyway guys <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> i don't know what to think i've got we've got our thoughts but i want to know what y'all think yeah i really do please send us some messages send us some emails yeah because I, I i really i mean i have my thoughts but if you can convince me otherwise i will change them okay, and, <laughs> and if we get enough who knows maybe we can do like a mini and come back and be like other maryland other maryland theories yeah so, other maryland theories so bring us some stuff guys bring us the yes <laughs> and, we, and we'll be back at you next week with another conspiracy we're not taking any more time off guys <laughs> Nicole's so excited. So and, excited. And this and this case that she's gonna do next week is the whole reason why we picked this topic for her birthday month. <laughs> if you didn't know, her birthday was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I posted about it on the Insta and the Facebook and everywhere else. <laughs> oh, speaking of, what? so guys, I need to give a shout out here because <gasps> Macy got me a wonderful birthday birthday Christmas gift. It's a birthmas gift. What did I say? Merry birthmas. <laughs> and it showed up a month late. But that's okay. <laughs> but it's fucking amazing. So I just, so we, this, uh, it started out as a, an Instagram that followed us and we looked into them and they were so cool. Yes. We followed them back. They are called Serial Killer Crafts. Yes. Hi, Martine. I looked her up earlier because I wanted to make sure I had the name of the account correct. Martine. And she is, it's just Serial Killer Crafts. And she makes wine glasses. They're so cool, guys. For serial killers and stuff. And Macy contacted her and had these custom wine glasses made. They're so cool. They say buzz killers and they're splattered with red paint and they're glittery and mm -hmm. they're freaking awesome. I know. And I literally squealed when I pulled it out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> It's and so cool. Martine did such an amazing job. She was such a great person to work with, too. She and I, like, if you want to do a custom order with her, she will talk with you. She really wants, what like, what you want. So uh, she and I talked for a couple of, like, maybe a week, maybe a little longer than a week to actually work up the design and um, to work on, like, the font that I wanted and the colors that I wanted specifically. 
she told me like with the with the splatter it's supposed to look like blood splatter and yeah she was just really great to work with she and did a great job she does a great job so um hit her up and, and hey um, martine if you want to <laughs> you know do exclusive stuff for buzz killers you know we love you well what? we'll hit you up <laughs> if you're interested in that so in, if you guys want an easy way to find it i am going to be posting there's going to be a picture on our instagram that'll be shared throughout like facebook and twitter and everything and it will be tagged to her account. She has an Etsy page, which is how she does mm-hmm. all of her business. So we'll link to that. So you guys, if you if you can't remember the name Serial Killer Crafts, just hop onto our page and you will see um, a, po- a picture of the glass posted. And you can and they are really nice, like <coughs> actual glass, like glass wine glasses. And she dips them in what epoxy. You, epoxy. And it's like glittery. It's so cool because you'll she see. Did like, <laughs> she did like layers, and you can see it. So it's like she did splatter, and then she put buzz killers, and then splattered it again. And there's mm-hmm. a different layer between each one, and you can almost see the depth. Yeah, and really, it looks an artist. So cool. <laughs> and we've been like talking. We've been talking about getting like <laughs> wine glasses specifically made for the two of us. Yeah. I mean, because we have our, like, nice skeleton ones. And we love those, too. Yeah. But we bought those. At the Christmas tree At the Christmas tree store. <laughs> so um, this was, like, a nice one that I actually asked her to custom make for us. And so, yeah, we're really excited hey, about them. official. And we're so <laughs> official now. So, yeah. But check her out. She's definitely an artist. And she's she's really awesome to work with. And if you like, you know, serial killers and you like wine, like us. I say on the on, like, the average day she sells, like, um like serial killer themed so like she's got one for ted bundy and yeah and one for jeffrey dahmer, jeffrey dahmer and ed and, gein and, and, like, and she'll do anything you want her to yeah she, she literally says just like message her and you can you can pick the color of the glitter you want yeah i specifically was like can you do something like this for me that is black and red and she was gonna actually do the like the buzz killers in red too and i said no 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 can you do that in white yes and it looks perfect it looks like it it looks like our logo the um it does and the font is so cool yeah like, i sp- oh and i picked it out did you really she sent me like well because i tried to get our our official logo um the our font from our yeah. official logo but it has like drips and stuff in it or like yes. splatters in it yep like and she was having it. trouble getting her printer to print those out yep, because it it's splattery it is, and we love that but it's, it's not always intricate like, font it's a very intricate <laughs> font and um so she sent me she sent me like four or five options and this is beautiful because she she sent me this wonderful email she like i said martine's really great to work with um she sent me an email saying i can't get your font to work here are four others that i think kind of look like your font and um it's perfect and i looked them up i looked them up and tyler and i sat for like a whole night looking at them and i was like do you think this one looks like like i put them side by side and was like what do you think and that was the one that we came up with. No, and I, I actually really like this font, too. She sent me a picture before she even, like, sent them out to me. She was like, do you like this? And I, I have one lev- like one more thing of poxy to put on. But if you want to change anything, like, now's the time to do it. Yeah. And she was just really great. So. She's, guys, just serial killer crafts, okay? <laughs> so go like her. Spend your money. <laughs> Spend your money. And like I said, Martine. Let's hook up and talk about a collab. Oh, please. Because <laughs> they're really great. They really are. And I've been so excited to give them to you. <laughs> I literally owned it. I was like, yeah. Because I got one for Nicole and I got one for myself. So, so um, let me tell you guys, she ordered this before Christmas. And so we holidays were so crazy. We didn't see each other for a little while. And she, she texted me like four times throughout the period of time where we didn't see each other was like, 
oh my god, I have your birthday gift, your birthday Christmas gift, and I want to give it to you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sitting up in like my wine glass cupboard, <laughs> waiting to be. And oh, you had wow. showed Ryan too. I did show Ryan. <laughs> I won't lie. At one point, I was like, so, what? What is what? Macy keeps talking about what like, she gave me. I was like, she said she got something really cool. Like, what should I kind of be expecting? And he was like, I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. And I was like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> but I literally told Nicole, I was like, I, I'll just tell you if you want. <laughs> I like spoilers. But my ass was like, uh-uh. I want it to be a surprise. And I had a I picture. It I had a picture on my phone, and I was showing it to everybody. I was I like, know. look what I got Nicole for you Christmas. To Ryan literally right in front of me. And you were like, this is what I got her. And I'm standing there like. I want to know, but I'm going to tell her not to show me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad with, like, gifts, though. I'll just, like, give them to you. I'll be like, I, I was going to give you this for Christmas, but I can't wait. That is why I will never be one of those people that can buy Christmas presents. Like, My mom does that. Hi, Mom. My parents do that, too. And I'm like, I, she shops I get for too me all year. She shops get, for me all year. I get way too excited. Mm-hmm. I just, I'd randomly be like, God damn it, I can't stop thinking about this. I got you a gift, and it would be august 17th and i'll be like here's your gift here's your christmas merry, christmas. merry augmas <laughs> merry augustmas <laughs> oh my god that's so funny merry augustmas that's what i'm gonna say from now on anyway guys um nicole where can they find us to listen to these wonderful episodes find with our wonderful wine and our wonderful cups there are so many places so and we have them written down yes we do <laughs> so okay first social media we are on Instagram and Facebook yep. at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. We are on YouTube. Go into your search bar and type Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. And if you'd like to listen to us, these are all the places we are. Spotify. Spotify. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Podbean. Podbean. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. Pandora. Pandora iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Amazon Music. Amazon Music. And that's all of them. <laughs> Fiend. I really thought there was one more, and I was like, I already said YouTube, damn it. Fiend. 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 The end. And if you can't remember all of these places, if you just find one of them, everywhere kind of now has a link to our link tree which i nice. told i told me a little while ago i recently updated because i know i if you had seen it recently i apologize it was a little screwed up but i <laughs> didn't see it but <laughs> I, check, I wouldn't have cared <laughs> I, I, I check our website a lot because i know that sometimes all of a sudden something will just decide not to load right so i go in and fix things because i'm ocd so <laughs> it started to be all wonky and i couldn't fix it so i redid it and it's just it's basically much call, easier to read i call it a link tree but it's not an official link tree it is one that i built through our very own website so if you go on our instagram you get a link to our link tree and it takes you to literally everything we have anything you want to see so check that out and most importantly check out our very own website we have yeah nicole did a really great job with it and oh, like she said you. she's a perfectionist <laughs> like marilyn monroe so she won't sleep until it's done right <laughs> I did a couple updates recently, just went through and just fixed things because I'm me. And there's a page where you can see all the wines we drink. Yes. There's a page with some information about the two of us. And then there's a lovely little contact page where you can send us a message. Please send us messages. We (laughs) really want to hear from you guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. We love you so much. And we're just so happy. Like, we're almost at 2,000 downloads. We 
are so close. It was okay. I just have to say that's insane. I know. <laughs> I'm like literally looking, and there's like 12 people listening to us in the UK. Hi guys. Hello. Please talk to me. I love you. I want to know who you are. Not too fast. <laughs> I, I um excuse me. I love you so much. <laughs> So like we have we have listeners from uh, all like over all over Europe, from England to Ireland. We had I mean I mean obviously Italy. the U.S. We have a bunch in the U.S. We have some Canadian listeners. Yeah, we have Australian listeners. Hey guys, we had like I was looking at one point and it was it told us we had listeners over in Croatia. I know crazy. I was like, there's all these. Like, what's that? It's like you have two listeners in Brazil. And I feel like every <laughs> month, I mean, every month it kind of re like we use Podbean as our and like shout out to them because they're really great. Um, but Podbean shows us all our statistics. Nicole's trying to drink us. I'm sorry. Nicole's like slurping out of her straw. I don't know if you could hear it in the so mic. We're the least classy people in the world that we're currently drinking wine. Wine out of wine glasses with a straw. Yeah, and, and I like long I'm hair. Kind don't of care. At the bottom of my wine and was just like slurping, so I apologize. I just that. got to my second glass, you guys. So <laughs> that's how much I was talking. You were doing a lot more talking than I was. <laughs> yeah, and it's good wine, so I was savoring it. Um, but uh, what else? We just got off on a tangent. We did. Sorry, guys. Um, no. Well, well. Anyway, we have all these listeners, and we're at two thousand, almost at two thousand downloads. We just want to say big thank you to all of you. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for like listening. We're just. I mean, <laughs> this is literally just something we did to like have satisfy fun. our own appetites for <laughs> wanting to talk about true crime all the time. Macy was like, "If we don't make a true crime podcast, I'm going back to school for forensic psychology." <laughs> I was like, "Let's do the cheaper option." <laughs> I mean, or I mean, I guess it's like free to go to like any SUNY or like I guess it's like community college in New York now, so oh, I could yeah, start. That's right. But. No, this like got this gets my like little like my little itch to look all this stuff up all the time. Yep, it kind of it, it curbs it. It makes it makes me feel like my weird Google searches are justified. Somebody could be like, "What the fuck are you looking at?" And I'll be like, "It's for the podcast." <laughs> Tyler does that all the time. I'll be looking at the Instagram, and there's like some nasty thing on the Instagram, yep. and he's like, "What the hell are you looking at?" I'm like, "It's for the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> true crime man true crime true crime that's like i have i have true crime daily bookmarked on my computer yeah and it is now one of my daily things where i go on there yeah. and i read the current articles that's and sometimes so cool. i you send them to me all the time i do i get on there and i'm like what <laughs> yeah so crazy stuff that happens but anyway. it's so it's so cool because like now i know i can read about these things and i can actually discuss it with somebody before, I know I'd read we love each other and I'd be like mom did you hear about this and she'd be like no that's terrible why do you want to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> my mom will tell you that I've always been really creepy um <laughs> always been a really creepy kid and I loved like the scary movies and like I loved you know ghosts and I love like I loved all this stuff and she likes ghosts and stuff too um but she's not a huge fan of like scary movies other than like ghost movies but like possession she can't do that yeah. slasher she can't do that it's just like ghost scary movies female ghost bridge <laughs> um <laughs> if you guys have not heard about that um my sister um but she always said that like i always like that kind of weird macabre kind of stuff mm -hmm. and i has my dad one year for like mystery books like you know true crimey kind of book paranormal book kind of things like that like they're all like you know adult Mm -hmm. like fiction they're not real but like <laughs> or non what what is it i always get confused Nonfiction is what and fiction is what anyway <laughs> but like they're not like real accounts of things but my dad would always be like i'm not buying you that 
Oh. And my mom was like, you let your freak flag fly. I have, and I don't, I don't honestly, I trace it back mainly to the fact that my dad was FBI. Was FBI, yeah. That's where I think my fascination came from because I grew up hearing stories from him. So he spent three years as a Dallas police officer and then 20 in the FBI before retiring. And literally our dinner table talk was sometimes he'd get into the old stories cool. from when he first started out and he was a field agent and when cool. he was a cop. And it just, it kind of didn't phase me that these were real life stories because my parents also really enjoyed like fiction, true like fiction crime shows. Fiction. So like I grew up watching Criminal Minds and stuff like that. So that stuff interests me anyway. Oh yeah. And I just, the second I started learning more, I remember I went to some book fair and I got a profiling book. Cool. And I still have it. And it was one of the first books I ever bought. And I read the whole thing. And my parents were like, what? Yeah, you I'm reading a book. book? And I'm like, yes. I'm I reading want. a book by, um, there's a guy in Mindhunter that like started the behavioral science unit that we know oh. of. His name is John something or something. Yes. But he talks about, <laughs> it's actually so interesting because he talks about Todd Colehep. I haven't gotten there yet. So like, oh. so the, um, <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to our very, that was our first episode was Todd Colehep. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. That was so long ago. I know. So I apologize ago. now if you go back and listen to the audio. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe I'll try and fix the audio somehow. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how I would, <laughs> but I could try. Um, Just power through it. We promise you the content's good. The content <laughs> is great. Um, he, he talks about four cases that he went in and assisted on after he retired. Um, Ooh. and so it's not anybody that like he like because you know he interviewed Manson, he inter- interviewed um Ed Kemper, all of those people, and so he, like he mentions the big cases that he talked about in relation to these other cases that I didn't know about. So like okay, so Ed Kemper would talk about this, and this is the psychology of this, and this is where we got it in this guy's case mm-hmm. like it's so interesting that he so mentions cool. other killers other people oh. he's interviewed i'll let you borrow it it's so Please. good i'm not very far in it because i've been lazy did you finish that book your dad gave you no oh i have so many books so i'm like kind of filtering between all three of them right now <laughs> i feel that i only read like little bits of them at a time um but yo that one's gonna be a good one that'll probably be like a whole two episode or um and something i totally totally forgot to mention this to you beforehand what? but um uh, my friend jordan back home that i mentioned earlier yes she and my other friend Alyssa are starting a podcast hey plug it is not a true crime podcast it is a fandom podcast cool it's gonna be called fandom tantrum and i wanted to give them a shout out because they're launching j- uh january 31st cool um they currently have instagram they have facebook they have twitter nice um I have to talk to them a little bit more. I told <laughs> this is kind of well, un- I told them I was like we could totally shout each other out, and I was like this is totally unplanned, but I remembered it, so I was like <laughs> <laughs> we'll <laughs> shout them out again next episode You'll too. Get, I was gonna say we're gonna do like official shout outs. I, I talked to her and I was like once you guys get going, like we'll figure this out and we'll we'll freaking promote each other because they're great. And so basically, they're gonna talk about every fandom you can think of from Star Wars to Supernatural to freaking Doctor Who to just cool anything they feel like, at Criminal Minds and stuff like that. So. Go check them out. They are two really awesome people. They're my friends from Massachusetts, and I love them, and it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great, guys. We have fellow podcast friends. <laughs> yeah, so we love all our podcast friends. 
the Stephen Queens. We love oh, them. God, I love the Stephen Queens. Go check them out. And I could murder <laughs> a pod. You guys know our love for them. Oh my god, I know. Um, <laughs> we have we are like. I don't know how we managed to do it, but we just started following people on Instagram. And they're great. Murder in the Midwest, she's great too. Yeah. She's really great too. We just like find friends. And all of a sudden, you just like start promoting each other back and forth and like tagging each other in like cute Instagram posts and stuff. Yeah. And suddenly you have this Instagram friendship and you're like, these people are actually great. Where were they all my life? I really went (laughs) on the Stephen Queens because like we were following them like because we both kind of started around the same time they're mm-hmm. a newer they're a newer podcast as well and they review um horror movies yes um and the i was like i wonder if they've done silence of the lambs i was like i want to if they do it i want to do it because i <laughs> am the biggest silence of the lambs fan ever girls you already did it, it was their very first episode that's a oh. bummer um but <laughs> if they ever want to do clarice i will oh talk to you god i'm so excited Stephen, for clarice. please but let me come on so that I can talk to you about my love of Silence of the Lambs. I want a tattoo. I just bought a shirt. Guys, let me tell you, okay? Macy is a married woman, and every year on Valentine's Day, she watches Silence of the Lambs by herself. With a glass of Chianti. <laughs> that's my favorite tradition for She myself. has a husband, and that's how she spends Valentine's Day. <laughs> Guys, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love Valentine's Day. literal goals. <laughs> but I like literally, Nicole, I remember, because guys, you have to know by now, if you haven't been listening a lot, but Nicole, and we've been talking for a long time, um, but Nicole has like not seen any movies. And yeah. I was like, have you seen Silence of the Lambs? And she was like, no. And I was like, how dare you? And I forced her to watch it one night. And, and the boys a- are, of course, are like, bah, 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 bah. we're like, shut up. I know, we made that, we kept pausing it and be like, shut up. We actually want to watch this. <laughs> and that was why it was great when we wanted to watch um Bly Manor, The Haunting of Bly Manor. The boys were like somewhere else. Yeah. And we and we just watched it they the two went, of us. They like went to a friend's house and we were invited to go too and we had just like we hung out the night before too and we were exhausted. Yeah, we were like we don't want to do that. And we <laughs> literally spent the whole day binging the entirety of Bly Manor. And yeah, I think we all, we didn't finish like two episodes yep. together. And I so. remember I went home that night. And you and finished it. And I, I didn't. finished it. And I'm texting you. I'm like, please tell me you kept watching it. And you were like, no, we changed it. I was like, no. Tyler, it was so, but Tyler was so mad because he was like, you watched it without me. No. Because he, he, we had watched Haunting of Hill House together. And he, we like, that was scary as fuck. Yeah. And um, so he was like, I can't believe you watched this without me. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, bud. Anyway, I was like, I wanted to watch. We and we already have like, we want to watch the Night Stalker documentary. I yes. already started it, and it's good. Did you? Oh, but okay. apparently, I saw this article. Like, you're not a real true crime fan. Where apparently it was too gory or too like. Oh my god! I saw I'm like a meme. fuck you. I saw a meme, and it was literally it was it was like my reaction to all the people complaining that the murder documentary is too gory, and it was a picture of somebody like dramatically falling out of their chair like rolling their eyes it's like yeah that's that's how yeah i, I hate that i'm like you're watching a murder documentary yeah. of course they're going to talk about what he fucking did to them yeah. like and all of us who true crime friends are like <gasps> like we're not faced by that at all we're just like wow they're like tell us I, re- I so the very first episode i just got so he like killed like three people in one night the night soccer dudes and then he killed this like this couple and he like took her eyes Ugh. and they like they, and they're like they took her eyes and i was like what the 
fuck. <laughs> but I know other people would be like, oh my oh, god, that's too much. much. And I was like, you are not a true crime fan. You're not real. <laughs> so, fuck those people, man. God. Yeah, seriously, don't don't watch a, a freaking true crime documentary. If you don't want to know about how he murdered the yeah. people. Mm. I was going to so. say, that's entirely what they're about. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like what I'm saying to you, but... I'm sorry if you didn't read the disclaimer. Yeah. Like, anyway, guys, my recording device just basically told us we've been talking too long. Yep. It so, was like, guys, um, no, we're gonna cut you off now. So we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna save you your ears for many more ramblings from us. But anyway, you heard where we are on social media. You heard where we are to listen. Um. Anyway, buzzards, we missed you, and this is probably why this episode was so long. Yep. Because we just like it's missed been hanging out far too long since the two of us sat in front of these microphones. Mm, exactly. Behind these microphones, in front of, behind. How? Where am I sitting compared to these microphones? Behind the microphone. Okay. <laughs> I think I don't know. Who knows? I'm also really tired, guys. Work has been nuts. Yeah, work is crazy. <laughs> um. So anyway, guys, um, we love you and keep listening. And um, we're going to be at you next week with a great, this is going to be like maybe a three-parter. Yeah. So. We'll see. You I'm, love Nicole's deep dives. You really do. Guys, this is the deepest of deep dives. I think I've hit the bottom of the ocean. Let's <laughs> and they don't know how far that goes. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. I literally, oh. It's going to be so good. Let's not, let's not, let's not spoil it. It's going to be a good case. You guys probably know it. Most likely you know Help it. Help us get to 2,000 downloads. Yay! Kick ass, share our name, send us a message. We love you. We love you. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.